You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Rest Days. My name is Maria, and I am your co-host here with... I'm Lauren. Hi. Hi, Lauren. Hi. I'm thrilled, hi. thrilled to have you back. Um, <laughs> thrilled that we're here. We are doing a two-part series, and you are listening to Body Goals Part 2. We are bringing it back to talk a little bit more about the positive side of body goals. There is a space where you can aspire and set goals or intentions around your body that aren't yucky feeling. So we're going to get into that today. Uh, If you have listened to Body Goals Part 1, feel free to go back and give that a listen. Before we get into it, we are replacing clickbait just for today. No worries. Just for today with a little conversation about recent wins, as this is a great practice for you to have as you start to reimagine your body goals. Uh, Can I share mine first? Of course. I want you to share yours first. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, here we go. So I had an interesting moment in spin class this week. I've been taking spin once a week for the last four or five weeks, uh, and it's been really enjoyable. It's been fun to just socialize and be around community. I've been lifting by myself for an hour and a half in the corner of my gym for the last year and a half just for, you know, practice and getting stronger. And this felt like it was scratching the itch that I needed to just be in community with people. And there's always the dreaded arm section of these spin classes where you grab the little tiny weights behind you. These are the tiny weights that Lauren excels with that I just see and I cringe because it's all the tiny, it's the pulsing and the tiny muscles and everything that I don't really use. I don't really work on very much. And the first time I did an arm track, I just felt... Noodle like arms, noodle arms, noodle arms. I got my ass kicked, and it was noodle shoulders. It was noodle arms. It was noodle. Oh, it's, it's every- the shoulder. It's always the shoulders. It's always going to oh be the shoulders. <laughs> and then there's always this like temple to above the head, temple to above the head, and I just was like, oh my gosh, I can't. It just everything hurts. And Love that cue a- though. Yeah, <laughs> um, tiny pulses. Um, when. I got to class this week and it was time for the arm track. I'm always like, I need to get the one pounders out. Like they're always three pounds. Of like, one. This is too heavy. And this is someone who like, I lift very heavy weight over my head. But I have different. been teaching bar for seven years and I have never upgraded to three pound weights. And most like there's been times where I have students who are using three pound weights and I'm not like, I won't, uh, I won't do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I won't do it. Well, I, you wouldn't be able to talk because it requires so much focus. Like you, it's RPE of 10. And I had a moment this week where, yeah, I, I would stop probably after every exercise. So there's like 10 movements or eight movements. I was stopping, you know, eight to 10 times. And this time I stopped three and I felt like, oh my gosh, maybe there is something to this practice that I had not remember that if I practice it and give myself the space to take the breaks that over time my muscles will you know slowly adapt and adapt (laughs) and I'm eating enough food and like all of these things are kind of working together it had never been a goal um to you know be able to like you know totally get the track all perfect 
But I thought, you know, I wonder if I'll ever improve. And it was such a cool moment to be like, oh, showing up and doing it instead of being sad and sitting it out has actually worked out. So that's my win this week. Yes, there's something to be said about practice, right? And like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's so interesting because both of us have a separate strength practice. Like, I don't yeah. want to say I don't want to say that using baby weights isn't a strength practice. It is. It's just a different it kind. Is. Oh my um, god, it is. And so those two worlds are like not the same. Like they they're <laughs> not the same. Um, and trying to explain that to someone who's never like done one or the other, it's like I don't know how to tell you how I can deadlift hundreds of pounds, but I can't keep my arms up with two pound weights. I don't know how to explain <laughs> that to you. It feels weird because I show up and like I people know I'm friends with people in the class. Like I thought you'd be good at this. <laughs> You're like, different. what would make you think that I would be good at that? That's like being like, oh, you run marathons, you can swim. Like no, oh, they're boy. different. <laughs> oh my gosh, it it is that different that it is absolutely i am the fish out of water that's yeah you're like no that's not how any of this works and that's why i love it that's why i love practices like this because i feel like um i just love watching people confidently show up and then just kind of get their ass handed to them I'm like, why do you think I'm doing, like, why do you think I do this and something else? Because they are not the same. Like if they, if they scratch the same itch, then it wouldn't be what it is. You know, it wouldn't be as diverse and as fun for me. I really like that. That also clarifies, you know, again, like why it feels so good to have something besides lifting right now to do something, you know, in community. Yes, I did need something to scratch the itch. And it also is making it really hard to scratch my back because my arms are so Oh my so God, it's so stiff. You're just like, eh, 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 eh. yeah, it's really hard to do yeah. hair after that as well. If you have oh. to like blow dry or anything, it's mm, impossible. Been, couldn't blow dry my hair all week. Now I would like to know. Cause you said you're doing some, you do some different things. You have any wins for us? Yeah. My win this week um, was that I have actually been doing a consistent warm up and cool down before my walks. And let's go back. Um, you know, I'm a walker. Yeah. You know, I'm a walker. Um, and I just usually, <laughs> usually walk how I feel like most of us do. I, put my shoes on, I shut the door, and I walk. Yes, that's what <laughs> I do. <laughs> and then when I come back to my house, I walk up the stairs and I open the door and then I'm done. Um, yes. And so I realized that uh, as I'm increasing the amount of walks I'm taking and the mileage that I'm getting for a variety of reasons, number one being the accessible weather. Like um, it's not too hot wow. right now. So I'm trying to take advantage as much as possible. I'm taking advantage of the sunlight (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. when there is that because I need it, which is why I'm getting so crispy, which is my favorite. (laughs) Um, But I also know that when I'm increasing this kind of stuff, like I need to be a little bit more mindful of how I'm using my body and how I'm treating my body. So recently we have started like doing a walking like warm up when we're like taking different steps and warming up our feet a little bit. We, cause I'm always with Scott. Um, (laughs) And then a cool down of not just like the stretches as we walk up to the porch, which we do. but also using my toe, my toast separators, my toe stretchers, like after we get yeah. back, 
um, while my feet are still warm, uh-huh. like while the muscles are still warm and like loosey goosey, putting on my toe stretchers and just letting my feet like chill out in those after being in shoes that could be better, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm just slowly upgrading the shoe game, but I, you know, those, those wide toe boxes are not as easy to come by as you'd think. And I have like decision-making fatigue when it comes to like what shoe to buy. So I'm just like waiting to find the right, the Cinderella moment for myself. And until then the toe stretchers. I really like that you have the toe stretchers. That was one of our gizmos and gadgets. That was in one of our posts. It's the toe stretchers. And yeah. I kind of forget that they exist and I never thought about the benefit of doing them after a walk while your feet are still warm. That probably feels so good. Cause I think sometimes I just like throw my, throw my shoes off and just like go about my day and I don't do anything else with my feet after that. And I went for a walk this morning and, Oh, I don't know. My feet hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like I didn't warm up and I didn't cool down the day before. And I think there's so much goodness in this practice. I am 14 seconds away from ordering some toe separators for myself. And they're not all created equal. I like Ooh. the ones that I have because, first of all, Scott was making fun of my feet this morning. He was like, your baby toes don't even touch the fucking floor. I was just going to say, those are accessories. Like, <laughs> they don't do a job. <laughs> these these little picky piggies are like hot girls. Like, they're just here... <laughs> And for reference, and if you want pictures of my feet, like in a paid practice, like I do have a baby nail. So like, it's not about that. It's just they're hovering in space. Um, So like, I need the toe stretchers that will fit all of my little baby toes, which not all of them do. Um, So I got ones that fit all my little baby piggies. Um, And then there's other ones that are better for someone like Scott, who has what I call white walker feet. And they're like, all of his like... (laughs) Like, how do you have anti-webbed feet? Like, his toes are so far apart. I've never seen anything like it. Um, so he uh, needs I think, a... D- I think my sister calls these tingers. <laughs> toe fingers. <laughs> They're like... Anyway, he needs a different kind because mine would not... Like, they work, but they're just not as good. Because he's like, oh, that's the normal gap that I have between my toes already. <laughs> anyway (laughs) well lauren good job that's such a great win yay warm-ups do your warm-ups do your cool downs treat your body a little bit nicer every single day just a little bit bit, especially as it gets oppressively hot we're gonna need that Mm. compassion Mm -hmm. well good well i think let's just uh let her rip here let's get into the part two uh uh just to kind of bridge it all for everybody we ended last episode quite abruptly of like ah, it's get, it gets messy and there is a space after messy phase of letting go of body goals and trying to reallocate your energy in different places and suddenly food and fitness aren't like your only hobbies <laughs> and then what do you do yeah then what do you do i have no identity yeah so i'm curious i don't know if we i think we maybe met after this stage but when did this transition start for you where you went from body goals as this like pursuit of thinness i ideal thinness right or like being hard on yourself to embracing a different kind of body goals do you remember that transition yeah i actually think we met like you know 
close to the beginning of that for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty open about the fact that like me dropping my body goals and like that diet mentality was not, uh, it was not me actively choosing to be anti-diet and body positive. Mm -hmm. It was me getting distracted by something shinier and more, um, more fulfilling, if you will. So a lot of things in my life I have used as like forms of like trophies and competitions, which is obviously influenced by like living under a capitalist like society, like where, you know, we want to win and things like calorie counting and working out and like body goals can feel so much like winning, um, which is what makes transitioning away from them very difficult, right? Because like, what do you have to win at now? Lots of things, so many things, but like, it can be hard to do that reframe. And it was like when I was graduating from college and I had a shit ton of student loan debt and I needed to get a job. So I started needing to win at like interviews and needing to win at like Mm. making payments on my life. So, you know, like, so I could make my payments. Like I, I started, uh, and you know, like I was, I was like a slightly later college student for people who don't know that. Like I was maybe, I think it was like 24 or 25. So like, it's a little bit different, 24, um, a little bit different and just like different responsibilities coming towards me that made counting calories and having these body goals feel extremely like oppressive and time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like actively walking from Temple's campus to the train. Um, Temple is a university. A lot of people think who are not from the area do not know that Temple is a university. Temple. Yeah, truly. Um, Temple university campus to the train. And I remember just thinking like, what if I just like, diverted some of this energy into like another project for a little bit. Like, I remember thinking, I'm just going to set this down. Mm. Like, I'm just going to set it down for a while. I can come back to it, which is true. It's still true to this day. I could go back to it. Um, But it wasn't like an actively like, I'm never going to do this again. But when I set that down, it allowed for space for other things to like come in and fill it up. And then I realized like how much it was consuming me and how much time it was taking up and how much energy it was taking up. And also like how extremely unhappy I actually was with that practice. Um, So then I was like, Oh, maybe I don't want that anymore. Like maybe these new shiny distractions actually like gave me perspective on what I was doing that are no longer like, it's no longer filling my cup. Like it's no longer making me, happy and it and underneath it all I don't know if it was ever really making me happy um it just felt like it was at the time because it was a winning like you know it was it was validating yeah it was validating um and so at this point like how many years has that been like seven um and so I think like I was ready to start moving away from that and I didn't know how to name that but doing taking a break and calling it a break was enough of a step back that I could gain perspective. And I think that that's really one of the scariest things for people who have been doing this for a really long time is saying that you're going to end doing what you've been doing for so long forever. And the idea that it's permanent, like now you are anti-diet and body positive. Like now you are a new thing. You've reached a new destination. And you can't bring that old thing with you. And that's just not how like humans work and 
our minds work and our habits work and our lives work, that that's not realistic. So taking the break was like, really, it's just a break. That was the turning point yeah, for me. I really like that. It reminds me of when people um, maybe like go on a vacation and never come back. And it was never, in, it was never intended to be like the rest of your life, like Leo living in Aruba and becoming a diving instructor. But like, right. that's sort of what happened. Um, and there is something mentally about telling yourself you're done with this and you're never uh-huh. going to do it again. And psychologically, you're like, am I? Is that true? And you almost are waiting for the other shoe to drop of like, okay, when am I going to be done? When am I going to put the act down? Because it just feels like you're telling yourself what's up when it's not giving you space to explore. And shit, you got a lot done in that time. That's when I so that is when I met you. Like I met you when you were paying off student loans and when you were working multiple jobs, nannying, like all the things. And I thought, wow, this person does so much. And I think what's also really appealing for adult friendships is meeting people that aren't caught up in all that like body stuff and you're like oh we can like do other things together we can talk we can go out to eat we can meet each other at events and like it's not about what we look like it's not about getting the perfect photo or we both have the skinny arm like things have just changed from that college that college era of like make sure everyone looks skinny right like teapotting the arm um i i think it's also really interesting because i feel like both of us were still in more of a fresh space, like having a new perspective on this. And it's so valuable to connect, like you said, with those people, but it's also valuable to connect with the people who are um, maybe a little bit further than you, but that can be hard. Like that can be hard to look at someone years down the road who's like, totally not giving a fuck and like really embracing it and like just really like embodying it there's nothing wrong with that I love it mm-hmm. I'm and and I think it's aspirational for a lot of people and it can feel so 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 far away that connecting with other people who are still wading through that like mess <laughs> a little bit which till this day most of my friends are like um, you know, navigating this mess in a different way. And I think yeah. that even those people who are the aspirational people who look like they don't give a fuck and are really embracing it um, are still wading through the mess because the mess is around us. It's not even about us. Oh my God. Way to say it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not that you suddenly are impervious to diet culture or people's comments you might just have a completely different skill set for how you handle it and you're still going to have bad days, right? Like y'all, we made a podcast episode where we talked about body image and how we have pity parties and over, over analyze or over emotionalize the entire experience. Like that came from a real place because we will still text each other when we have bad body days because they still happen. We aren't, yeah, it's the mess isn't about us. It is just all around us. I really love that. Oh, thanks. Um, okay, let's go to you. That's, that's you getting a prize for saying something great. You're winning. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, so for me, mine is very specific, a specific event where I've talked about it before with you. So bear with me, Lauren, but I haven't so publicly shared it, which is that when I was in Philadelphia, we moved um, from Manyang to Roxborough, just up the hill. And I believe this is 2015 or 2016. I can't quite remember, but I used to go to the City Fit Girls 
fit retreats. They were mm, mm-hmm. massive oh. events. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just realized what story was happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, oh, uh-oh. they were these massive events where you got like a matching shirt and you got lunch from Sweet Green and it was way too small. And you had fitness events all day and all afternoon. You had opportunities to meet with wellness people. There wasn't a dietitian among them that I'm aware of. Um, And it was intended to be fun. And I took a friend, her name is Taylor. She's my college roommate. We did a lot of fitness stuff together. We did half marathons together. And I think this is before she had children. So I want to say it's probably 2015. And we went, she stayed with me. And I was really, really excited about this body scan that we were allowed to get. I signed up in advance to get an appointment. And at the time, I have no idea what these machines do. I have absolutely no idea what the person's credentials are. I don't care because I don't know anything about that entire situation. And I also didn't know that taking the test at the end of the day would mean the most uh, egregiously off results because I have exercised all day, not eaten enough but also eaten and i'm dehydrated so i go and i get this scan and i yeah tell us what it does uh, yeah so yeah this is not your average like in body or dexa like kind of like more gold standard ish this was a machine that was like an ultrasound and Mm. she would take this device and like rubbed it basically rubbed all this like you know moisture all over you and then like took this device and like rubbed it down your legs rubbed it down your arms and your stomach so it was super um invasive and like someone Mm -hmm. punching me in like soft places and that wasn't exactly my softest time of my life like that was probably my smallest time of my life and I was having such an issue just even wrapping my head around what my body looked like I just was in a weird place. I didn't know. I look back and I'm like, whoa, girl, are you okay? But in the moment, I thought like I was. She wasn't. Had, she was I not okay. She was, yeah, she was not okay. And I wasn't okay because I thought my body was not okay. And she's scanning me and my friend goes and she had been doing Nutrisystem and like, you know. Had, like, Throwback. Up, yeah. And she came up like totally, you know, normal. Everything was fine. And I kind of looked at Taylor. I was like, well, I kind of look like Taylor, don't I? And I go and get scanned. And it is. (laughs) It's like all the O words. All the O words. It is. um, There's an alarm going off. They're telling everyone. (laughs) Yes. The whole retreat exits because they found that I am just a sham of a human being. And I I don't deserve any friends or the retreat. They. Right. I got an invoice from Sweet Green. Yeah, it was bad. So I um, was so perplexed because I didn't see myself looking that much different from my friend, but I was 40 to 50% body fat or something. And she was like, wow, like you really need help. And I was like, I do. Like I just spent all day exercising and I run 30 miles a week, like for fun. And I was confused. And she gave me this printout and she emailed it to me and she was really selling nutrition. And yeah. at that point, I was like, well, what is going on here? And I, I mean, it ruined, it ruined me for months, months and months. And I thought, what on earth is going on? So fast forward, because of course, it's never just one point in time. It's a journey. Fast forward to me sitting at home. I am on leave of absence for my job because my anxiety has taken over my entire ability to be a functioning human. And I was getting hard on my body because I wasn't working. I wasn't, I had no rhythm. I had nothing going on in my life that felt structured. So I pull up this old scan in the email and I'm reading it with different eyes, refreshed, not stressed eyes, like just kind of like sitting, not working. 
And I Google the person and she has no nutrition credentials. And then I Google what are nutrition credentials. And I was like, oh, registered dietitian, CNS, like these terms. I do more digging and more digging. And she's just this like fitspo who absolutely obliterated my body because it didn't meet this like numerical standard. And I had been dealing with that my entire life as a kid, like, and as a young adult, I didn't want to deal with that anymore. And I realized there's got to be some other way around this. So as I'm reading about these pieces of technology and this equipment, I'm realizing this whole thing is a sham. Mm. I felt like I was, uh, I was like solving a murder mystery. Right, right, right. Like, you oh have the board God. with all the things, like you're like, <laughs> you're I like Charlie Char- Day. Yeah, I am Charlie Day, figuring out that I have been lied to my entire life and that I have been told that. Caleb comes home and you're like. <laughs> yeah, he's still trying to figure out that era of my life. Like what happened to her and how is she still here? Like it was a weird time. And I thought, I'm absolutely done with this. I am done with this. And not forever. It wasn't like a, a written in stone, but it was like, maybe there's more information out there that I need to make better decisions about how I treat myself and how I talk to myself. And most importantly, how I look at other people and how I talk to other people, because I had been a real great A asshole about clean eating and how oh, to yeah. eat and how oh, not yeah. to eat. And, you know, I told my mom I would never eat white potatoes and she always had to make sweet potatoes when I went to go visit. Like what kind of tomfoolery is that? It's yeah, there's definitely a make amends like, portion. Yes, yeah. I was just being a total dickhead. And I was really ignorant because I didn't know what I didn't know. And when I realized that this woman who ran a massive enterprise of fitness in Philadelphia and was causing a lot of harm, in my opinion, um, I realized I'm not going to let somebody like that like destroy my self-image and how I feed myself. There's got to be another way. So that kind of brought me into the nutrition field eventually, months and months later, where I decided I'm not going to be like that. I didn't know how I was going to be. I mean, I had to meet Delina. I had to meet these people that, yeah, were further along in their journey to really characterize what that was like. Um, but I really felt like I can't be like I'm that. laughing because it's Delina. I'm laughing. <laughs> Delina has met, yeah. As my I had to meet Delina. Mm-hmm. And Delina in that era was, I mean, that that's like Delina at like 300 Instagram followers, right? Like not. That's still, but yeah, but she's been doing the same. I I often think of her as like someone who's kicking down doors in front of people. Like she's been doing like the same thing and just like poking her head through and being like, actually, no. (laughs) I want you to imagine that now that she has the the platforms and the portals to do so, it's very organized and professional. Yeah, it's much more refined. (laughs) When I met her, it was like, we were just like screaming incessantly at the same time. <laughs> it was a lot of just like yelling and being annoyed at the world and just being like, I got to help people. So that's sort of where I started to realize there's got to be something else. There's There has to be because I am so tired of being basically tricked. And this is also around the time that I had done like some like sugar cleanse and drinking Epsom salt water. Like I was the bottom of the bear right. hole. And mm-hmm. realizing toxic sludge was the next step. <laughs> yeah, no, the only no. unexplored <laughs> avenue. Funny enough, the next the, the next avenue for me to explore was I started going back to yoga, and I thought I'm just gonna be really gentle with myself, and that changed my life forever. I think that like that transition down that road to go back to being in yoga uh, classes and take and teaching was everything. So that was my transition. Yeah. 
Um, neither of those stories sound like fairy tales. <laughs> neither of them sound no, like... They sound dystopian. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they are. They are. They are. It is. That's, that's what this is, is this is not a dream world. It's coming out of the world you thought was a dream. It's like reverse Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's more fun in the wonky land. Um, <laughs> yeah, give me a Cheshire cat, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like it's hard to... I think that that's where it comes down to. Like, so many of these things that we talked about in part one were, like, us being sold something, right? Like, we are being sold the America's Next Top Model and the body types and and the idea that these people were good when they were exhibiting these things because it's like sellable and saying like it was messy and I still don't know what that looks like. And there's still times where it's hard and it's like not super glamorous over here and we don't really have a ton to sell you is like, <laughs> but join us. <laughs> like, I don't want to be there. What the hell? It's unstructured. We don't know what's going on day to day. Um, <laughs> and very, there's um, whose line is it anyway? Like there's, there's no rules and the points don't matter. Like <laughs> there's no yeah, there's no winning at the end of it. I mean, there is winning obviously from like time and space and like self exploration. But again, those things are hard to bottle uh... and sell to people who have been constantly sold structure and rigidness and goals and yeah. and a body um so yeah it's definitely not <laughs> it's like the it's it's a little bit of the the wonky the wonky team over here yes um i don't want to call the upside down but there is some wonky world that we will have to memify for this because i haven't figured yeah. out what it is but it's wonky town mm -hmm. it's it's <laughs> It's, yeah, we, you walk through like a little Monsters, Inc. door. <laughs> into somewhere else. Okay, that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am curious a little bit about, um, you know, in a, in a transition phase, obviously, there's a lot of like one foot in and one foot out and not really mm -hmm. able to like commit to a mindset or a reframe. Like it just sort of, it's so much more than that because it's you sort of uh, undoing all of your sticky onion layers and trying not to stink, you know, it's, it's just so much. I am curious as you move towards appreciating your body, having positive body goals, are there sticky parts? Like the parts where you're like, Ooh, my clients often ask me, is this diet? Is this diet culture? Like, am I, I like my muscles. Like, this is weird. I wonder for you and your transition from spending so much time doing all of what you were doing with diet related things and then not, did you ever find as you moved through uh, in and out of that transition or through the transition, whatever it might be, that you found that there were sticky spots where like, you're like, you wanted to go back or it made you, it reminded you of that wonky town. Yeah. I think it's interesting that um, the biggest example is something I feel like we may have talked about on here, but if we haven't, it's worth talking about. Um, and it was every time that I was going to go see my family, <laughs> every time I was going to go yeah. see my family, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, like, did you notice X, Y, Z about me? Um, 
to Scott, right? Yeah. The person who's observing me and saying he likes it. Um, did you ever <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe X, Y, and Z like this just, this is something new that I'm just noticing about my body. And then I'm like reflecting that with my partner who sees me every day. And he's like, actually, that's not new. And realizing that that like desire to pick myself apart right before going to see people who haven't maybe seen me in a while or, um, or who maybe trying to beat them to it. Um, maybe the desire to pick myself ah. apart and find things about myself that are, uh, quote, unquote, undesirable. Um, and calling them out before someone can hurt my feelings, hurting my own feelings before someone else can do it. And that was, it took a long time to like put those two events together that like, that's why it was happening. Cause it happened several times. And I remember on the last time I'm like, Oh wait, no, <laughs> hold on. I know that, sh right. that shit has been there. <laughs> like whatever I'm picking apart on my body has been happening and I've been living my life and it hasn't been impacting my day-to-day -day happiness and my day-to-day -day reality until this thing came up, like this event came up or this like vacation or going home or visit or whatever. Oh. So obviously it's a mind thing, like not a body thing. Um, and I think that for a lot of folks, like we talked about, we talked about it in episodes past, like big events can be such a trigger. Like, so knowing that that was my like tell and that was like an area where I'm like, I had to do a little bit more untangling. So I know this one is like a, is like less of a, I like this about me is that, is that diet culture is more like, I, I, I'm finding something wrong with myself and it actually hasn't been a problem before. Like yeah. it has not impacted me at all. So why am I worried about it now? And really like, that's part of the, the swamp, like the waiting is swamp. You live in a swamp. I keep, <laughs> um, this is a not good one, but um, like, that's part of that. It's part of like that, that untangling that has to happen for you to like be okay. And maybe you won't be okay. And it's okay. It's okay. Like yeah, you will be at some point. Yeah, I think that being able to get better at just knowing that the not okay time might be coming, right? Like knowing the triggers, <laughs> knowing the event, knowing the thing. As, like, oh. as someone with PMDD, I am very good at knowing <laughs> the not okay times are coming. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, because that, that's empowering, right? It's empowering to know like, I'm going to do that thing where I pick myself apart because it's that time of, the, of my cycle or I'm about to go see someone I haven't seen in six months. And I probably look different, even though I don't think I look any different. There's probably maybe something to change. Um, I think that reminds me, you know, you introduced me to Jane, Jane Mattingly, y'all. If you don't follow Jane, please do so. Um, founder and like coiner of the term body grief. And I think of stages of grief and I think of acceptance. It's a really, really hard stage that you are sometimes confronted with. Like you telling Scott, like, oh my gosh, this new thing, and him telling you that's not new, and I like it, like that's not new, is you having to confront that everyone else has accepted this about you but you. 
or you yeah. haven't even known it, right? It's been like under, it's been so under, uh, under wraps. You had no idea it was a thing that you needed to accept or had already accepted potentially, but like kind of didn't realize it, right? Um, I find that that acceptance stage, it is bittersweet because you can decide, oh, it's never really been an issue for me. So what, like, I don't have to worry about this. It's also sort of coming to grips with like, uh, my body did not look the way I thought it did. And I'm mm-hmm. presenting myself in a way uh, with confidence, maybe. And like, did I deserve to have that confidence? Like, should I have been acting or dressing like that? Oh, yeah. And that's like a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Um, which we'll certainly, we'll find the time for that for sure. Um, I, as per usual, I find that we we start getting similar, but then we are then again quite different. And I find that for me, some of the sticky parts come from movement um, in and like existence in a space like a CrossFit style gym, which like uh-huh. is the ultimate capital S swamp of um, this kind of like diety paleo uh, fitness or health and biohacking. Oh, it's like it's Joe Rogan meets Gwyneth Paltrow, right? It is no, it really is. I mean, <laughs> sorry. And, had been so true. <laughs> the way you're just like, genuine reaction. <laughs> it is a gremlin. I mean, that is that is like the ultimate gremlin goblin situation. And I started doing. I got into um, like CrossFit stuff after I was done dieting. Like when I was over this whole like my body needs to look a certain way. I was just so tired of being bendy and not strong from yoga and like never utilizing my lats. It's like I should probably balance this out with movement that gives me strength and like challenges me in a different way. Right? Scratches the itch. Just the way this episode started. And the sticky part was in moments where I would watch other people move really almost like gracefully in a CrossFit gym, which is sort of funny. And I would think, well, if I was thinner, I could do that. If I weighed less, I could do gymnastics. If I had more, (laughs) if I had more visible muscle, I could, you know, present like I look like I work out. And I struggled with that a lot. Like, I don't look like I work out or, you know, whatever that kind of feeling is, because there would be other people in the gym that were straight up in the swamp and they looked the part and they talked the part and people took them seriously and asked them for advice. And I was the lowly master's student in nutrition. People were like, why would I ask her for advice? She doesn't have all the movements. She's a little softer than the rest. And like, why, why her? And I would find that that it's not imposter syndrome because like, I wasn't being in a, like, that's almost gaslighting. Like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be somebody I, I wasn't. Um, but it did make me feel like, Hmm. Are you sure about this? Because you could dip your toes in one more time, another 12 week cycle of dieting or cutting, and you could finally look the way that you need to look for people to take you seriously. Um, and I, I sort of just decided that would probably not be the best idea, <laughs> but it, it's very uh-huh. sticky, very sticky. And I still work in that style of gym, a functional fitness gym, not affiliated with CrossFit anymore. And it comes up all the time. Of like, I'm working out three days a week. Why don't I look different? I work out five days a week. Why don't I look different? It's like, well, uh, here's here's some bad news. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out of this funky wonderland, wonky town, and remind you of what reality is. And shit, it's stick Toontown. <laughs> it's Toontown. It totally is Toontown. 
<laughs> Sorry. Wow. The ad libs are like yes. so strong today. Yes. Oh my gosh, wait. That, those are going to be good memes. Good, good. Wow, who framed Roger Rabbit? Who framed Lauren Lavelle? But like the one transition. <laughs> yeah, one of like, I love this is a total tangent, but I love that movie. And so much. And the um, the Chippendale movie that came out in like 2022 or 2021 is the same format as that. Is and it? Tim Robinson is in it. And Tim Robinson plays Ugly Sonic. And so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah you told me about it. It's very funny. <laughs> yes. So uh, I love that. I love tune. I love the idea of tune down. Yes. I quote that movie far too often for people to not know it because otherwise you're like, what is she saying over there? But. I laugh a lot at my own jokes in my house. No one's surprised about that. And Caleb and I go back and forth of with that one line of, you know what happens when you can't stop laughing? And it's like that, like, <laughs> icky New York <laughs> accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so good. So thanks for the tangent. We, yeah, it gets sticky in Toontown, without a doubt. Yeah, it's uh, it's not an easy space to navigate, and I also think we can we like have we talked about it a little bit, but there are things like comments and people harmlessly in their eyes mm-hmm. commenting things about your body that may feel positive to them, but it may still end up being something that you're like, uh oh now I have to maintain this thing that people like about me. Uh, That's painful. Mm -hmm. So I think that when it comes to the idea of like body goals, even if you're not setting them, you know, obviously, like we said, the world around you is. And so sometimes regardless of where you're at, a comment will be made that feels very light and very like someone's it's, it, it's a comment, but they think it's a compliment and like it can kind of throw you and it could either be like, Oh yeah. Like now, you know, we'll just say for this, for this, for this group, for this collective, like, Oh, you have like really like strong and defined shoulders. I'm saying that because Maria and I are both shoulder girls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and like the idea that maybe that's a feature that now we have to maintain because it's a positive thing that someone likes about us. And if that's no longer there, then we're no longer like have a likable and positive thing. Um, So even things that maybe feel positive, like, you know, now I'm like, thank you. It's from combing my hair. Um, But like, But like, I I feel like sometimes when it seems positive, or when it seems light, it it doesn't land that way with you all the time. And it's interesting to kind of sort that out and be like, that person thought they were doing a nice. (laughs) But they weren't. (laughs) They were a tune all along. one-way ticket back to Toontown. Here we go. I mean, I've had people comment on, you know, oh, you're looking really slim lately. And it's like, okay, lately? And also, you know what's what's going on in my life? First of all. Like, mm, it feels very like, okay, so you've, I also don't, I think a sticky part is like, so you've been watching my body. 
So you're, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that makes me feel gross. Um, and I also struggle with as another gym related thing, right? And this is not to say this happens in my gym. <laughs> my gym is a wonderful place, but it happens in any gym. Trash. <laughs> no, we love crew, but it's more that like, you'll get someone being like, wow, your butt looks so much better or your, your abs look better or your shoulders or your arms look better. And it's like, well, that's a true, like by definition in the English language, that's called a comparative, like mm-hmm. an ER, right? It's a comparative and an EST is a superlative. And like, it's an, it's a ranking, like it's mm-hmm. better than before. Or it's like, well, yikes. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. My mom messages me from Instagram. She'll send my reels back to me and she'll say, you look amazing. Not that you didn't look amazing before, but I think she just sees me on video and she doesn't see me all the time. Right. So like I look amazing to my mom, no matter what I look like. So I don't necessarily internalize it the way I might've a few years ago when Uh I worked near her. Um, But certainly there are just moments where you're just like, you're watching my body. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're thinking about it. I'm a, a, an image in your mind. And then you compare it when you see me. And it's like, yeah, my dog was dying when you complimented me on losing weight, which I hadn't lost any weight, but it was just this sort of weird moment. Um, and some people really miss the comments. People miss the compliments. They miss the mm-hmm. winking. They miss the call out. Like, I don't miss that at all. But there was an era where like maybe people noticed you more and you might miss that. And that can feel sticky. Cause you're like, how, what do I do with this com- comment meant to be compliment? Yeah. And that's, um, it's a valid thing to miss because we need human connections. Even yeah. need those interactions, we need those things. And, to feel energy and people shift around you can be really difficult. And like, there's space for you to blossom and change and evolve and attract people for different reasons and people who like see you in a different way. Um, so there's always going to be someone who visually sees you some way. Right. But yeah, um, yeah. great point. And has, a positive and negative thing to say about you. But uh, when you're leaning into different things and have the space to do different things, um, you meet different people who, you know, you're like, Oh, I met this person at sewing class. (laughs) We have (laughs) that in common. We might be very, very different in other ways, but like we've connected on something that is outside of, the world of like diet and exercise yes yes there there it is that uh having hobbies that aren't fitness and nutrition um so where does that bring you now like what are some things that you call body goals now yeah i think that um my whole practice of movement and teaching movement and being someone who works with people who are learning to move again or learning to move in a way that is more fulfilling for them is um it's like maintaining myself to be able to do that with others so mm-hmm. that that doesn't necessarily have a look it has a feeling and it has like uh you know a warm-up and a cool down and it has rest days involved um and i think that that's something that can be so far outside of aesthetics like there's so much space and I don't think people realize how much space there is in fitness, in fitness, in fitness. 
it's toxic as hell in there, but there's so much space to do something else and like create different goals that have nothing to do with how you look. Um, it's just, again, those aren't, those don't sell as well. So it's hard to be like, once you get in there, you can figure those goals out. Like, you know that because you're like, oh, I lifted something that was this heavy. And now I lift something that's this heavy. And now going forward, I want to lift something that's that heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are goals and they can exist and they're not bad to have goals and they can exist outside of how you look. Um, so I think that for me, the goal for my body right now is like <laughs> maintaining it, staying alive. It's like, a it, it's a plant <laughs> for sure. Like, am I feeding it? Am I getting it in the sun? Um, it's a plant that needs to be like moved. So am I moving it? <laughs> and um, it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just feels different it feels different and if you're anything like me and you're someone who likes checking the box and like ringing the bell it can be really hard to not feel like you're you're getting those wins and trophies mm -hmm. and treating yourself like a trophy um but also it could feel like really really good because then the wins kind of sneak up on you right the, yeah, the wins will be different because they're not in your face and they're not the only thing that's occupying your mind so they come in the form of like being able to get through an arm series or like properly warming up and cooling down instead of something else instead of you know the thin arm yeah or like i've got to do the five pounds because i want to be the first person in class to upgrade or something you know very competitive or new mirror right. right which i'm extremely competitive i'm extremely competitive admittedly um it's painful. Like I, mm -hmm. like I play, I've been playing candy crush again to turn my mind off. Please don't come for me. Um, and I have to like, I have to like give myself a screen time limit because I'm like, uh Oh, I need to win the blueberry gummy bear or something like that. <laughs> like, speaking of two tan, tune down, like it's like that far out, but like, it's so far out. Um, That's but like, like distant town off of Toontown that you forgot related. to go to. Yeah. They're related. They're related. Um, but I think that like knowing if you're a knowing when you're a competitive person, it can feel like a big it could feel like a big loss to not have your summer body goal or whatever it is, right. you know, event body goal, another event body goal. Um, <laughs> you're just changing all the time, it's like whiplash. Yeah, right. But um, <laughs> it can be hard. It can be hard not to have that because then you feel a little bit like you're floating. Like, who are you without that? And that's when those little winds sneak up on you and they feel different and you can reframe. Um, so yeah, my body goals are like staying in my body, moving yeah. in my body, being in my body, existing. Um, and then the other goals just pop up along the little winds just win themselves. They do. Yeah, they do. I love that. That's beautiful. And uh, potentially agonizing if you're, you know, like, you might be hearing what Lauren's saying and be like, what? That's so, um, what's the word, like, meta almost? Like, it's, like, so about your body, me like, mentally. But I think that is um, proof of, like, knowing that it's a swamp and some people are further along in that swamp, but know that it's not going anywhere um, and we are all in it together. Yeah, just dropping into my own brain and playing Candy Crush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
you have Candy Crush. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, it's I'm like gonna... a Zen garden on a screen. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going nowhere. <laughs> mine, mine was that, um, what was it called? The Fruits? Oh, yeah. Same thing. It's the same thing. Oh, I loved that. I loved slicing the fruit so much. That was It's the, the same thing. I should mm-hmm. download that. Okay, good. The mind is quiet. Um, I'm I'm grateful that you mentioned like the need to have the trophy, like the things, because I find that I need, that's like, if I were to, I was trying to think, how did I want to address this? And I kind of compare it to a train. And like, I do like having the timetable. I like having knowing that like I I'm rowing more efficiently or I can bike longer without having to take a break. I can walk longer and my feet don't hurt as much. Like I do like that. And I like it not because uh, it's a, a trophy, but more that it's like, okay, like I, I have data. And if I am comparing that to me eating enough food or even like playing with different nutrients, like I am eating more fruit or vegetables or starches. I'm like, oh, cool. That's amazing to see. So that science part of my brain really craves that. I have to lean into the idea that it's all neutral and like sometimes you fuck up your own data and that's okay. And like, it's not that serious. Uh-huh. Um, there's also this idea of, you know, a train just moves and it stays on the tracks and it, Sometimes they come off track and they need you need to call for help, but like they really only go off the tracks when they're moving at really absurd speeds or you're not paying attention and you're not in, I feel like the, you know, the conductor's like not really in the train. They're like multitasking or texting or something. And I uh-huh. think similar to you, it's like this embodiment of like, just be, just be moving, like move on your, move on your path, move on your journey. And you don't have to move too fast. You don't have to move too slow. You don't have to abruptly stop at every station. You can just go where your journey's taking you and to be open-minded, like a body goal for me is, is reminding myself that my body is dynamic and it's not static. It's probably going to uh-huh. change again. It's, I, I mean, me dealing with body change has been like, it's probably going to change again anyway. Why am I getting so yeah. out of shape about the most marked change that I can remember when it's the probably that you're saying is funny. It is going to change. Again. <laughs> like, yeah. I know when you're in it, the probably is necessary. But like... <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I mean, as long as I'm on this earth and I'm aging, which is a privilege, um, I think <laughs> it depends how you look at the world. It is absolutely um, something that's a reality. And I, I also think about, you know, creating space and creating like a home for myself and I'm being nicer to myself and, you know, the sleeper car. We love the sleeper car with the bed. Like I want more coziness in my body. I want to like being in it and working at that has been very challenging and it's a goal it's a goal to feel more comfortable in my skin in my body in my clothes um those are body goals to me like really getting acquainted with myself with my style and being okay Uh with whatever the number is and not finding myself um being so absurdly hard on myself for not liking myself one day or not moving a certain way or not moving at all um you know, actually creating space for me to move on my journey instead of feeling so stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stick with your train and be, and just say the other thing that can happen is that another train can get in your way. And oh. that's another way that you get off track. And oh so I yes. think, there's a meme for that. <laughs> I think, I think when we're talking about, you know, getting, getting into your body, like all of these things, 
do come with levels of privilege and, and knowing that how other trains and other people interact with you can also have an impact. And there are reasons that people have particular body goals because maybe they need access to healthcare. (laughs) Like they need access to proper care and can't get it without said body goal. And that's super valid. And, and I think there is still space to balance that and finding a little bit of peace, a little bit of acceptance. Um, But it's hard because again, the outside world is acting on you. So as a reminder, you're just not the only train on the tracks. And sometimes, sometimes there will be a, a little bit of stuff in the way. And, and I think it's still, it's still a worthwhile investigation still worth looking into absolutely and you say sometimes like i say probably right yeah (laughs) there probably there is going to be stuff on the tracks there is going to be stuff looking out the window you're like what the hell is that out there um there's going to be stuff um i like the way that you were able to remind us of this exceptionally important nuance that there are there are people are going to have body goals for reasons that you might not even be able to fathom which is to have access to safety in their body or to have, to be able to live life the way that you live life or even a fraction of it. Um, Mm -hmm. That other people having body goals or body aspirations, even if they sound weird or diety to you, we have to be really cautious about how we judge others and the way that they're talking to their body and navigating their body. We don't really know what it's like to be in anybody's body, but our own. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even know what it's like to be in our own. So (laughs) yes. uh, Thus sitting in the quiet car with myself. (laughs) So like, you know, (laughs) I sure, Oh, I sure do. Like whose body is this again? Is this, is this a rental? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it feels like it for sure. And and, you know, in some ways it is in spirit. It is. Mm, I like that. Oh man. What body am I going to rent in my next life? (laughs) Cat. Oh yeah, I'm being caterpillar. I'm coming back as uh someone's house cat. That's like but like someone like me, their cat. I want to be a cat that gets like a tenth birthday party. <laughs> oh, I really love that for you. Yeah, that's my goal. Sunspot yeah. and someone to do everything for me. Very cool. Yeah, I'm into this. It's a good, I'm, I'm voting on that one for you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, thanks for engaging in the, the conversation that we could have, obviously, for hours. Um, every time people listen to, the, to a podcast episode, we get really lovely feedback about, like, that's the way my brain works, or that was exactly what I needed to hear. And obviously, um, it's really nice for us to continue to hear that when the conversations get a little bit harder. Like, this is not a, always a fun episode, but I I hope that everyone who is listening feels like they could take a little nugget of something and apply it to their life. Yeah. And add to it because I would love to hear other people's, uh, Toontown and trains and, and planes and automobiles. Like (laughs) I want to know, I want to know how they think about it because it's, it's useful to have more input because there's not one way. 
That is correct. Yeah, there's not just one right way. And you can engage with us on Spotify if you're a Spotify listener. There's this handy Q&A section that we discovered that you can, there's a question that says, what do you think of this episode? Pop it in there. We'll read your comment and publish it. And um, you can see everyone else's answers too. Yay! Yay. New features. We like new features. We're just, I don't know how new it is. It's probably been there for months. It's new to us. It is a new new feature. New to us is what matters. So thank you so much, y'all, for listening. And we are eager to bring on the month of June with some fresh episodes. So we will see you then. See ya. Bye. Bye.